Hey there, we are two midlife, middle children, Midwesterners, and you're listening to Megacat, where we set out to stand out, because they don't know how to use TikTok, as elder millennials, like you do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is when we finette about it. Everyone needs to finette about something on Sundays. If you haven't had finette, I highly recommend you go pour yourself a glass so you can finette about something that you did not like earlier in the week. Personal experience, something you saw on TV, an argument you had with somebody, or just, you know... Boys. Yeah. Because, boy, do we have a story for you this week. Because I think me and Megan need to finette about the same thing. Yes, we're going to finette all about it. Take it. You start off. Where do we start? Yesterday was a lovely day. It was. I got to go to the first big event since COVID has hit. I went to a baby shower. Love a baby shower. Everyone outside, no one was wearing masks. We were all happy. Everyone was vaxxed. It was really, really lovely. And I slaved away at work all day. And so... I go to visit Megan at work. Somebody had to make. We had a whole lovely day planned for yes. the two of us. Yes. We were supposed to go to Ottavia, which is this Italian restaurant in Detroit, and we were supposed to have pasta. And I was supposed to and meet wine. pasta and wine, obviously. Um, I was supposed to meet Megan's latest love interest. We're gonna call him Tarzan. And um, instead of going to Ottavia, we went to this other bar, Nancy Whiskey's, and with some coworkers. He came. And he was great. We were playing the post-it game, which you will learn more about later. Stay tuned. Um, and I really, really liked him. I really liked him. I really liked him, too. So, as we left, we realized we needed to eat. We had a little too many vodka sodas, and he got this great idea. Which was a very bad idea. <laughs> and that idea was to take mushroom pills. Can we get arrested for this? No. I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we took happy pills. That's what we did. You know, a little mind-altering substance never did anything wrong, right? Yeah, <laughs> you think so. Heavy ca- sarcasm. So, um, the night is going great. We had some macaroni and cheese, and we were going to go home Sorry. and... Oh, yeah, and some weird Reuben hush puppy things. Oh, I don't even remember that. I, do, I don't even remember eating. I'm so disappointed. Don't you oh, hate you that? Oh, you really loved that macaroni. You went to town on it. Don't you hate when you can't remember the bad food you eat because you're so drunk and then you're like, what the fuck? I didn't I even get to enjoy I it. I would consider that a blessing <laughs> if you don't remember the bad food you ate. Guilt no, free. the good bad food. You know, the junk food when you're like, I wouldn't normally eat this, but I'm so fucked up right now. I am going to eat this and love it, but I don't even remember enjoying it. We are getting sidetracked. Okay. Like like you do. Like you do. <laughs> so, um, we get into the car and it, Tarzan has decided he's going to drive us home. In my car. Terrible idea. We told him he didn't need to do that, but... I don't know what is wrong with guys and when they're crazy and fucked up and they just decide that they're going to drive like a, a maniac while they're on drugs or a, like drunk. I've had this happen I mean, a few I times. I prefer to go the right way down a one way. <laughs> just like 
makes me feel safer not to drive the wrong yeah. way down a one way. I don't really need that big of a thrill where I'm like, oh my God, am I going to crash in this car tonight? He, We had to tell him he was going the wrong way down a one way and he continued to go the wrong way down a one way. I think I blocked that out because I'm traumatized <laughs> from it. I'm traumatized so from the entire We evening. get back to, the, to my house. We're mm-hmm. all alive. And mm-hmm. he's calling an Uber because he left his car downtown. And he just is not talking to me. He's like, I don't know. He, he, he was just, very rude. He told her, do not touch me. Do not talk to me. Go away. Yeah. And then I thought that was the end. But then apparently he thought he could come back over here. So and we he, fell asleep. We fell asleep in my bed. And then we woke up to the sound of my fan being pushed out of my window. Now, mind you, my windows are at least nine feet up. Megan was not even really awake, though. I am hearing this barging, like someone is breaking into her house, and I just see this fan pushed out of the window, and a man start crawling through the window. Yeah, her her windows are nine feet up. Like, there's... That's impressive that he got up there. And terrifying. Terrifying. I looked at him, so he puts his head in the window, and I look at him, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, she wouldn't answer my calls. I called her 19 times, and I'm like... So you break into her house? Like, this is not normal behavior. And he looked at me and he's like, it's not? Like, that's insane. It's not. No, it's not normal behavior. And I told him to get the fuck out of here. A little aggressive. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it was a little worrisome to me because he breaks into the house and you go, is he okay? (laughs) We were not right of mind at that point. I did not know what the hell was going on, and this is why we're going to finet about it. We're going to forget. We are going to finet about it, and Tarzan is going back to the jungle. He's going back to the jungle. He lost his Jane, and for all you single, handsome, sexy men. We got two single, sexy ladies right here. I guess you, yeah. I mean, she's okay. (laughs) I've been Rude. Finet about it. So on this segment of the podcast, it's called Spade Factor. Spade Factor. As in the one and only David, David Spade. Spade. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a little bit of an obsession with David Spade. He's definitely on my list of celebrities I would like to have sex she's with. A, she's a skank for D- Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. He would have to be Joe Dirt to have sex with him. That's not true. I'd have sex with him. I would definitely way. leave you at the Grand Canyon, too. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so on this segment, what we will be doing every week is I have gone over different facts of David Spade's life, and I will... <laughs> Crucial information for you all to know. And I will be asking Megan questions to see if she really knows David Spade as well as I do. Now we're about to be Spade Factor. (laughs) Take it away, Katie. When David Spade was invited to this person's birthday party, he was happy to show up for his friend. But then he completely ignored them all for a hilarious reason. Spade later revealed to them that he was so high he thought they were Justin Bieber. Is this person A, Leonardo DiCaprio, B, Ellen DeGeneres, C, Charlize Theron? Shoot, Charlize Theron. (laughs) Nope. Ellen? Yes. I knew that one. Okay. (laughs) I want to redo that. But yes, I can see the resemblance. (laughs) 
I just love can't. you, Ellen. Can you just imagine him sitting at the party being like, I can't go talk. Look, it's the beebs over there. So intimidating. <laughs> okay, and that's the spade factor. Post it. We talked a little bit about the post it game uh, earlier in this episode, and this is a game that me and Megan invented. You know, like Romy and Michelle invented post its. We That's invented this game. And Michelle. <laughs> so, wait, Michelle is the one who. No, Romy is the one who has I'm the voice. Romy. <laughs> I'm Romy. I'm the shorter one. You know, we're the same height. 5'2 is cute. I thought I was 5'4 for a little bit. You are definitely I know, I'm not. Um, anyway, so, so the post-it game is you take a, a post-it, you take a Sharpie, and then you take your post-it and you put it on your best girl's dome head. She's got plenty of space, <laughs> trust me. Six and you head. write something and you have to stick to a category. Today we're going to be doing Disney. No, we're doing Friends in honor of Friends being released this week. My bad. Friends, and plus, that's why we're talking about Romy and Michelle, I mean, Phoebe, uh, this is just an iconic moment in history. We are going to see Friends after 20 years come back to the big screen. I'm a Rachel. You're Wait, Rachel? You're I'm Monica. Monica. Totally Monica. So. Well, I'd like to, I've always thought that I am Monica mixed with Chandler and a little bit of Ross. All right, I got a little Joey in me. Do you? No. Nah, I feel like you're Phoebe Rachel. Phoebe Ross? Rachel? Yeah, Phoebe Rachel. No, I don't know. I feel like you're just mainly Rachel. Really? I think you got some Joey in you. Really? Yeah. I maybe I'm just a little bit of I think I'm a little bit more Chandler than you. No. Yes. I don't know. You're right. You're the smoker. I'm not. Oh, well. I'll just stick with Rachel. Anyways, I have I have quit smoking. We're going to talk. Like, I don't smoke so, anymore, gentlemen. So, yeah. So, we can't see what each other are writing, but we are going to tell you what is on each other's head privately. Right. Katie, you can go first. Okay. I'm going to walk away. I can't hear anything. No cheating involved. Okay. Yeah. Go lock yourself in the room. Okay. I. This is a hard one. I'm thinking about making her the, the Christmas armadillo or the gum in the boot. No. What do I want to make her? Oh. I'll make her, I'm going to make her Rachel's trifle from Thanksgiving. You know, the episode where Brad Pitt comes. Okay, Megan, come back. talk to them and like let them know what my thought process was. Okay, well I have been posted. I can't see. There's no mirror around me and now it is my turn to give Katie something. So I don't have no idea what I'm going to do but I have to okay I want to do that like white dog that I think Joey or Chandler, one of them buys for his new apartment. I'm not sure which one. I think it's Chandler that white dog statue thing. I think it's a greyhound. So I'm writing that white dog in parentheses greyhound statue in Chandler's new place. Now if we were thinking of the same thing that's crazy. 
All right, Katie, you can come back. Oh, oh, I don't know why. I didn't see it, but <laughs> I thought what was on your forehead what was going on mine, and I was like, wait, I wrote that. Um, okay. Not too late. Okay. Who wants to go first? You go first. Me go first? Yeah. Okay, so there's not really any winning to this game. It's really cool because everyone gets to win, and you just want the person to figure out what you are. So yes, yes, yes or no questions. You, you keep guessing until you get it. You don't. It's not like we cut you off at like twenty questions. Mm -mm. It's just fun. Well, you'll you'll hear. Let's see. Um, okay, am I a person? No. Am I a place? No. Am I an animal? Kind of. Kind of. Am I Marcel? No. Am I an animal? Am I a living animal? No. I'm a dead animal? No. Am I a real animal? You're based off a real animal. Do I belong to one of the friends? Yes. Ross? No. Joey? No. Phoebe? No. Monica? No. Rachel? No. Chandler? <laughs> Holy shit. I think. I'm pretty sure. You think? This is very detailed. Is this a pet? It's not a pet, no. No. This is an animal that belongs to Chandler. Animal. Animal. Quotes. Animal. A bug? Nope. Do I fly? No. <laughs> am I like a, am I an animal, an actual animal? No. No, I'm a made up. No, you, you're an, you're, ask me more questions. I can't, I don't what? know. Okay, am I in later seasons or earlier seasons? Uh, mid to back end. Back end seasons. Mid back. So do I as as Chandler with Monica at this point? Ah, uh, maybe it's Joey. Oh no! Who owns this? Oh. Who owns this? <gasps> Wait. Wait, but you said it's not a pet. It's not a. So I, I'm not the chick or the duck. No. You're not a living creature. I'm not a living creature. No. Have I ever been living? No. I, no. 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 I have no clue. Okay, I will give you a hint. Yes. So, you know when, like, Joey and Chandler do not become roommates, somebody moves out? <gasps> Am I the dog statue? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's Joey's! I, didn't, I couldn't remember. Because he got so fancy and became yeah, an actor. Right, and he's like, right, this right. is my statue. Yeah, it's a greyhound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you. That white dog greyhound statue in Chandler's new place. But it's uh, Joey. Joey. Yeah, That's you messed my me bad. Up. Okay. Obviously, I, I failed my friend's test. But you got it. Yeah, that's true. I All did. right, now it's my turn. Okay. Okay, Megan, your Am turn. I a person? No. Am I... A thing. Yes. Am I a thing in somebody's apartment? Yeah. But not like... I mean, you are in somebody's apartment. Not always, though. Yeah. That's, that's hard. You ask other questions, yeah. Okay. Um, am I food? Mm-hmm. I'm not that weird truffle cake. <laughs> That Rachel made, yeah. where she mixed two different recipes. Yes. What was it again? The trifle, where the she trifle made the cake. She put like a, a half she of it was beef. like beef. <laughs> yeah, and Joey loved it. Yeah, he ate the That was thing. quick. That took 49 seconds, oh, y'all. Wow, that was a really good one. Okay.
she's haddish enough about this, and she's ticked. You know what I've haddish enough about? What, Katie? String cheese eaters who don't string the cheese. The chompers of the cheese eating errs. True crime. Honestly, I would have to believe that Tarzan, I know we said we wouldn't bring him up again, but Tarzan, I bet any money he chomps on I string cheese. I bet he just puts the whole thing in his mouth. Oh you got a string. God. It's like delayed gratification. Just a little piece at a time. Everyone knows it doesn't even taste good if you just bite it. It's not even that great of cheese. What makes it taste good is the actual stringing and eating little bits of it. I think it's like good therapy. Well, the thing is, is that when I was a kid, I used to ask my dad to always give me for snack time string cheese or pretzels because it took me longer to eat string cheese and pretzels more than any other food. And I couldn't stand watching other people eat in front of me. How is that why you used to hide under the table and eat a tub of margarine? You did the same exact thing. No, I used to eat butter packets at restaurants. Ew. <laughs> my grandpa yelled at me. Now, moving on to our next segment, things my papa told me. Oh, papa. <coughs> okay, tell me something your papa said. Like, whatever you're thinking, right? Now. Okay. He told me one time when he was in the Navy, there was a stand-up comedian. I wish I could remember the stand-up comedian's name. So they were in the Navy, and they had a... Stay tuned! <laughs> they had a stand-up comedian come um, for the Navy, and uh, he opened the show with... Is anybody in the audience here from Detroit? And my papa was the only person who raised his hand. And the man goes, I knew it smelled like shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> Things her papa told her. <coughs> We're walking out the closet right now. You're in your best friend's closet putting on your most fabulous dress that you secretly are going to steal in your suitcase. And hey, Katie, we are walking out the closet together. Okay, we are talking about walking out of the closet. This is when we talk about our love relationships our sexual identities, and overall acceptance of self-love. So, Katie, we're going to be walking out the closet today. Okay. And I know you are openly bisexual. And my first question is, when did you realize you were a queerdo? <laughs> so, actually, I recently came to the realization, I know that terms are, like, new for a lot of people, and it's difficult to know what you are per se, Um I would say that I am more of, well, so I found out pansexual means that you're attracted to everyone, no matter right. what, right? No matter, like, what gender identity. AKA, she's a big old slut. <laughs> an ethical slut, if that. Always um, be an ethical slut. Always be an ethical slut. Um, but that I found out the other day, which I never knew this before, omnisexual actually means that you are attracted to someone based on the way that they kind of like portray their sexuality. So I think I'm omnisexual more so because I realize that I like really, really femme women and really masculine men. Although lately I've been super into femme boys. So, so like, you're not into like androgynous people 
or like a femme man or a masculine woman. Do yeah. you like your stereotypical? Yeah, I think that's one, what it is. Either it's a woman, woman. Yeah. Like the curves, the everything, the lipstick. Yeah. And then you like your macho man. Yeah, but you know what? My whole life, I don't know if it's because I got the masculine traits that they don't have or what it is, but I've always attracted really feminine guys. And so I have recently become more attracted to more feminine men. Um, so I don't know. I, it's been kind of like fluid and changing in a body my whole life. What is, describe a feminine male. Is it the way they look or is it the way they feel? Is it the way they carry themselves? Is the way they person? carry themselves. I, I, you know, I base femininity in, in this regards. It's on like emotion. On emotion, but not only emotion, but like I, I always tend to attract guys who shower like five times a day, where I won't shower for like a week. So you don't want to leave TI. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe. Okay. okay, but yeah, I guess I knew that. I realized I was attracted to girls and guys since a very young. I mean, when I was. A kid, I knew that. So, when you realized that you had you were attracted to both genders, mm -hmm. how did it make you feel? Did it make you feel different? Um, did it make you feel normal? Did it make you feel ashamed? I remember being a young kid, and like me and some of my girlfriends, we would kind of like rub on each other, make out with each other, like do like stuff like that. Which I know, talking to a lot of other people, I know other kids have done this before. I do remember very specifically, though, one time when well, I, I think was... when a kid discovers their genitals, yeah. it's a very exciting thing. They get all freaky and don't know what's going on, but they're like, this is fun. Yeah, parents aren't teaching you how to masturbate, basically, yeah. which they should not. No, no, God, they should not do that. But they, I feel like we need to be having way more open conversations about sexuality at younger ages. And, Absolutely. Um, you can't just leave it up to your Barbie dolls to explain it. No, because we make up the craziest shit when we're kids and having our Barbies have sex with each other. Yeah. I was a nasty little child. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time ever being rejected by a, one of my girlfriends um, and it, the thing is, is that I, we were young, probably like maybe like seven years old, something like that. And it wasn't even at that time. I don't even know that I was attracted to her as much as I was like, we're just having fun. We're just like rubbing up on each other and whatever. And then one time she was like, we need to stop right now. And I felt super ashamed. Do you think this was the first time you've ever been sexually rejected? Yes. Okay. Oh, I never even thought about it that way. Yeah, for sure. I felt super ashamed. So then how did it make you, you felt embarrassed? I felt embarrassed and ashamed because, and looking back on it now, I realized like I was such a young kid and we were both in similar situations, but it's almost, I know it's not her who made me feel this way, but her reaction to me made me feel as though I did something wrong to her. So yeah, then it like made me feel like dirty. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Like I felt like I was guilty of doing something terrible, even though we were both consensual in what we were doing, even though you we were kids, children. Yeah. Kids. I mean, who knows what happens. Okay. But so, I was like, I was but fearful. There was like I was fearful. of like being like bad. Like this is like. Because all of a sudden taboo. I'm the girl who wanted more attention from the girl. And it seemed like I felt like I was like, oh my God, she thinks I'm gay. Okay, so you were fearful that you thought that she was gay, like it's bad. I was fearful that she thought that I was gay. What's and wrong with being gay? Nothing, but when I was a kid, it was like, I grew up in a Catholic family, so like, I knew that it was an unacceptable thing 
yeah, because of my religion. So I was like, oh, this is all fun and games and not that serious until she told me no. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble because now she's going to think that I'm gay. Did you think that she was going to, like, out you or tell on you and, like... Yeah, I was scared. I remember being really scared and uncomfortable and, like, feeling super out of place. But also, she was, like, my best friend, so... confusing. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like, I look back on it and I realize I'm like, I wasn't, another thing is I know that I'm not attracted to my friends. Like I, I'm very clear on like the separation between my friends and lovers and who I'm attracted to and who I'm not. Um, but it's always been weird because I've actually had girlfriends who have, it's kind of messed up my head a little bit, but I've had girlfriends who have like wanted me to be attracted to them and, but it's like, they're my friend. I don't know. It's a weird, weird This thing. brings me to my next question. I'm okay. glad you brought this up. So, how does, um, being whatever you are, pansexual, homosexual. Bi. We'll go with bi. It's easier. With your bisexuality. Mm-hmm. How does this affect your love life? Like, when you're in a committed relationship, and I've known you for a very long time, and the most long-term relationships have been with a man, a man. Mm-hmm. And does that, do you think that the fact that you're open to both genders, it affects your relationship in a negative or positive way? Or it's just like any other kind of relationship where, um, I, like, have you had partners that have been like turned off that you're interested in women? No, but guys about, there's always like the stereotypical, like guys like, oh my God, you like girls. Immediately we get to have threesomes, you know, like let's have a threesome with a chick. Um, well, that's ignorant. Yeah. I mean, that's typical man brain, but, um, I, it's weird. Uh, I feel like the, I haven't had many like long term. I haven't had, I've only really dated specifically one girl and Ooh. Feminine. Feminine. Oh, Yes. Yeah, feminine. we won't name feminine. We're not yeah. naming names out here. Um, that was very sh- kind of short lived, though. It was short, but that was the most serious time I've had with a female. You know. Yeah. And I realized. I feel like I've had longer. You have. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because that I feel like my relationships with girls are more affected by me being in like. I feel like girls are more intimidated by me wanting to be with a man because I'm more likely to end up with a man based on my past and dating history. But it's like that one perfect girl were to come into my life and that would be who I'd be with. Like, I'm not Ooh, this brings me to my next question. Okay. Do you think you could actually, like, fall headed over heels in love with a woman? Yes. And why do you think that? Um, like you'd want to like be, do Christmas pictures, get married, adopt some babies. Yeah. Really? Like do the whole, like and I take her egg and she takes my egg and we have a baby. Mix it up. Yeah. Mix it up. Stronger See, egg. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally down for that happening. I think I've just, uh, to be completely honest, I think I've had a lot of negative situations happen with girls where like, even with the one girl that I dated, like I said, she was very hardcore, very fast, and just, like, wanted to be all in immediately, which is, like, the typical lesbian. lesbian. (laughs) She was ready with the U-Haul if I accepted. Yeah. Okay, so now that we have all those questions answered, 
And this might be a little too personal, but how do does your family feel about your sexual orientation? So this year on um, National Coming Out Day in September, I think it is, or October, I can't remember when it is exactly, I decided for the first time to come out on social media, which I was, it's so weird because I was, I wasn't nervous to do it. Do you feel like you, so after posting that, do you feel like you got more love or more hate? More love. More love? More love, but 100%. Like, from like strangers and from the strangers. families were given. My parents and my whole family thought it was a joke. The fact that they thought it was a joke and also did not contact me about it or decide to ask me any questions about it is actually what hurt me the most because very clearly everybody else in the world of my friends online were acknowledging that it was a real post. And most of my friends I've never even had to come out to because I think it's just been apparent. Like they've already known my sexual orientation and or, yeah, because you to be open, more open-minded with your peers and your friendship because we're coming from the same generation where yes. the baby boomers are kind of, they have a different mindset. Well, even when I was younger, like even in high school, I mean, when I was in high school, would you have, if someone asked you if I was bisexual or straight, what would you have said to them? I know I never came out to you, but. Uh, I would say she has potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But, um. It was hard because, because I had to come confront. On, think about it. We taught Molly how to kiss. That's true. So we were all all clearly open. Yeah, we were. Um, the only thing is, is that with my parents, like, I had to come to them. So when I was thirteen, you know, my mom found on my MySpace it said that I was interested in girls. And although she tells me that this never happened, like, I was grounded. I was grounded for saying that I was interested in girls on MySpace and was forced to take that down. Do you think that's bad parenting? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, <laughs> Hopefully, she never hears this. She we've well, we've had this conversation. It's- but she also did say something. I remember from after that post that she said. It doesn't matter who you love, like, we'll accept you, which is really forward for Linda to say. It was. And we have come a long ways, and we've had more open communication. It still is something that is bothersome, because I think that when stuff like this happens, like, all the time I would look at my friends who were openly gay or, you know, lesbian, bisexual, whatever it is that they are. Um, and <laughs> who's straight? They have bigger, well, they have bigger coming out stories. Like, I didn't feel like mine mattered that much. And then after Did I... Did you came, want it to matter? Did no, I, I felt guilty. Like, I felt like I was taking away from my other friends that had, like, like moments like this. Yeah. But then when I came out and I did that, and I, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was to me until after I did it. And it was life-changing to me because all of a sudden I didn't even realize how unfree I felt until I felt free after. Like chains, baby. So I'm glad you said that because now I'm going to get to the point of acceptance. Mm -hmm. So everything is accepted. You know that you're surrounded by people that actually care and they don't judge you. Your family would be cool if you decided to end up with a woman or a man as long as like, the overall thing is, are you happy? Yeah. That's all that matters, right? More mm-hmm. of the story, y'all. As long as you're not doing anything, like, super creepy, like, don't have sex with, like, people you're related to. Children. Or children. But that's, uh, that has nothing to do with, like, No, I know, sexual. I know. I'm not, I'm not comparing that at all. Because bleep that out. I am an asshole. Yeah. 
women. No, we know that like that has nothing to do with sexuality. That's what you call a pedophile or incest. And that's not. Or a rapist. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, back to the happy rainbow unicorn story. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do for pride this year? Oh, I'm going to be living in New York City, baby. It's going to be my biggest pride yet. Oh, hell yeah, and I'll be there to celebrate it with you. I can't wait to see all the queens Can we City. just, like, be naked and just cover ourselves with rainbow glitter? Yes. With pasties and underwear. I'll bring We're going to fart glitter down the streets of New York City. I can't wait. <laughs> I want smoke bombs. I want a rainbow bubble bath flow. I want... I chose this is hot girl oh. summer because I'm dating nothing but chicas in New York. Oh, girl. Watch out, ladies. If you live in Manhattan, watch out for her name is Catherine Marie. K-Dick. You can call her K-Dick or Len if you're nasty with it. Bye. <laughs> And now we are going to wind down with the inspirational quote of the day. Katie, can you tell us what we should be inspired about? Today the quote is, Be so completely yourself that everyone else feels safe to be themselves around you too. Always be yourself because you are always going to be the best version of yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, guys. Thank you.